be in the house of the Lord. Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah. Yeah. David said in Psalm 35 and, and 9, My heart shall be joyful yeah. in the Lord. Yeah. Not joyful in Jonathan Roberts. Right. Not yeah. joyful in Tommy Alvarez. Yeah. But joyful Amen. in the Lord. I hope yeah. you're happy this morning. Yeah. I believe that God is here in a very special way. To minister to hearts and lives. Yeah. You're not here by accident. That's right. I don't, I, I've never believed that in all my 40 plus years of ministry. That's right. You're not here by accident. That's right. You're here by purpose. Yeah. God put you here for a reason. Amen. And we are honored that you are here. If yeah. you are a visitor and you haven't heard this man preach, you get back here. I am honored that, I'll tell you what, Pastor, last couple of weeks he has done some preaching. And I appreciate you for allowing me the opportunity this morning to share God's word. This praise team, the best yeah. in the world. Amen. Well, what they've been through the last week or so, yeah. and get up here and smile and be this last yeah. minute, yeah. I salute you. Yeah. I salute you. Yeah. My pastor said we travel around quite a bit. I'm not here preaching somewhere. And they don't get any better than this group right here. I, I promise you, they are some kind of awesome. And I, I love and appreciate each and every one of them. I have a dear friend in service with me today. His beautiful little granddaughter. I passed with them for a bunch of years. He and his wife were as close as friends as I ever had in the church. And he called her. This is, well, those of you that know, that's Kenny's daddy back there. Fanny, Mary Collier, Collier, Mary, however you want to say it, that's her daddy. And uh, this little thing sitting right here that I love so dearly. Uh, Troy's daughter, I, I love Troy so much, Troy, I talk to her a lot. I just appreciate that you guys have served. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very quickly before I get started, I saw something the other day. Uh, guy and his wife were coming out of a restaurant. And a mother comes up and says, give me all your money or I'm going to shoot your wife. After some silence, the wife said, aren't you going to say something? He said, I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, you'll get that in just a minute. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2.
been one of those weeks, okay? I worked every day but Tuesday. Got home Saturday morning, 2 a.m., got home this morning, 1 a.m. So it, it's been a tough week, and I haven't made a thought thing. But God laid this message on my heart. He said, I'll put this together, and I hope it's a blessing to you this morning. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. If you stand with me, please, as we read the word this morning. Word says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. Given him a name which is above every name. That at that name that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow. Of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth. And that every that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. His authority. Father, I love you so much. And I do so appreciate you, Lord, for the privilege and opportunity of sharing your word this morning. God, I, I give honor, Pastor Johnson, Lord, for allowing me this opportunity this morning to share what you've laid upon my heart. And God, I want it to be a blessing. I want it to minister the hearts and lives. And again, I say, people are not here this morning by accident. They're here by purpose. God, I believe in my heart, Lord, that somebody here, whether it be visitor or home, home crowd, God, that needs something this morning, Lord, that through this word, through this ministry, God, that I can touch the hearts a lot of lives with the word this morning. God, that you can make changes in their lives. I ask, Lord, this morning that you hide me behind the cross. God, let the people only see you. And everything that is said and done this morning, let the blessings flow and let these altars be filled with those in need of your touch. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Most of you know my daughter Cheryl and her husband for several years older owned a car horse out on Memorial Road. And it was uh, west of Santa Fe. And in that business that they developed over 12 years, they developed some very, well, for lack of a better word, influential people. And in that development of finding these people, they began to uh, inquire or talk back and forth, and they started trading service for service. And we got Play for hockey tickets forever. It didn't cost us anything. They traded car washes for them. They got bigger. All this stuff. But I remember a time when they got us a, 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 a pass at a restaurant. And, it, and we would walk into that restaurant, my wife and I, and we'd go down the line. We'd order what we wanted. It was, you know, you go to the line, order, go sit down number two. And you get to the end, you pay. And I go down that line and order. My wife goes down that line and order. We get to the cash register. I say, uh, I'm Cheryl Curry's dad. Oh, okay. You're dad. Oh, 
let's do that with the high school. There's not today, there's hopeless to do it. Don't go any farther. <laughs> First day, bang. I've been listed as a debtor there more than once. I'm not right now, but I have. And Oklahoma, and Oklahoma District Council I've listed as ordained simply got a preacher. At the state health department, I'm listed as an EMP. I don't think any one of these titles that I have this morning commands any kind of authority. I don't think that they, there's anything that I can personally do that would cause people to set up and take notice. But then God began to lay some scriptures on my heart Thursday as I sit down and close the door of my office and I begin to study. And I thought, these, Paul said in the book of Romans, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are sons of God. For if ye have not received the spirit of, no, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bear witness of, with our spirit that we are children of God, and if we're children, listen to me, then we're heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If that be so, we suffer with Him, that we may also be glorified with Him. I'm an heir of the of the Son of God. You've got to know this morning, no matter what your name is or where you live, you are joint heirs with Jesus. You have the authority that is invested in that name that flows through you and causes things to happen around Wow. Galatians chapter 4 says that because you are sons, listen, because you are the sons of God, have sent forth his spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, my father. There it is again. Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus. I'm not a servant of his. People tell me all the time, I'm a servant. I, I serve all the I'm not a servant. I'm one of his sons. I, I command authority in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, one of these days, they're going to bow before him. One of these days, 
The rich and wealthy play by different rules. But in God's eyes, we're all equal. Yeah. Everybody plays by the same rules. They're all going to answer to the very same God. I promise you this morning, they're all going to answer to the very same God. He's able to change your life. He's able to save your soul. He's able to minister to your heart and life. No matter who you are, where you are, or what you've done, because of his authority over sin. Three of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, Record the story of the man with palsy brought to Jesus and couldn't get into where he was. His friends cut a hole in the roof and let him down. Jesus saw him and said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Some begin to question his power and authority. He says in Matthew chapter 9, verse 6, that this you may know, the Son of Man has power on the earth to forgive sin. Then saith he unto the sick of the palsy, Pick up thy bed and walk. Now they came with a different idea about what they need to have. They told them the roof off. Can you imagine? I've preached on these scriptures so many times in 40 years, and my mind blows my mind away. We're standing after, you're standing in the pulpit, you're preaching, all of a sudden the sheep are beginning to come back. You just keep preaching, what? You know, Bible says he came as a man, he was human being, they began to rip the roof off. Now it's a different kind of roof. And, and straws falling, and the bamboo stalks are falling every day. And all of a sudden, down from the top, on the backboard, the ropes, and they're letting this guy down. You see, my Bible says God looks on the inside. Man looks on the outside. Man looks on this appearance and this, this man. God looks right here. God did what he needs to respond. Can I tell you this more? God knows what you need in your heart. God knows what you need in your heart. You're here this morning because God knows you're here. Because God knows you're they said, oh, man, what? You're, you're missing it, Jesus. You, you, you messed up. They went off. They tried to, they tried to get the windows. The windows were blocked. They tried to get the doors. The doors were blocked. And they, here they come all separate. They tore the roof off. They let this guy down. And what are you doing? You're telling me sins are forgiven. You, you're missing. He don't ever miss it. Okay? He don't. I miss it. I miss it a lot. Sometimes I, I, I get my will ahead of me. I know you guys don't do that. But I, I get my will ahead of his will all of a sudden. He kind of slapped me around a little bit and said, you know, you need to come and get back. Get back. Story. He knew the need of his heart. Yes, the physical body was destroyed. Yes, the physical body couldn't move. But to prove his point, he said, to prove to you that I have power over sin in the name, this glorious name of authority that my father's given me, get out of the wall. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. Pity God happened on that day. Look here. Those of you that don't believe in shouting <coughs> and aren't too excited about dancing, you need to be in one of them services. You know when they really get going and somebody's slain in the spirit and somebody's filled with the Holy Ghost and people start shouting and start jumping around. They say, uh, well, uh, we really don't know. We're not, we're not, we're not sure 
good part about the church being kids back up in this hole, they can't drive by and see your car. You stole the junk. They drive by and see your car. They know you. They, you're the biggest call the church, but I'm like, like. It's all right to shout. It's all right to praise the Lord. God is all great joyful. We're happy. And who he is and what he's done in my life. Let me tell you something. Amen. What you did for that sweet lady is wonderful. Beautiful. Those of you guys that that honor your wives on anniversaries, you're going to be committed. That's a great day in your lives. The, these, these grandbabies that I love and pastor their whole lives, love them. In their forces. But let me tell you, the most important time in your life is when you went to the office. And you surrendered your heart back to the Lord. The greatest event, people keep talking about, all the great events come. The great events come. This is going to happen. That's going to no, sir. Great event that happened in your life when you dealt with your wife's daughter, no matter where it was, for my yeah. wife. The, the, her sister in law, or her sister, twin sister, been my sister in law, her twin sister, been in her heart like the Lord. It may have been driving down the road, JR, and then I'd say, My cry. I don't know where your experience was, but the greatest experience in your life is when he took a 40 over the sin in your life. Over 43 years ago, I walked into an assembly got church. Bound by sin, held by the oppression of the devil. But when I knelt with that old handmade altar in Muskogee, Oklahoma, and I said, Lord, I can't do it anymore. I'm tired of fighting. And he said, well, just give it to me, son. And I did by his authority. My life was saved forever. My life was different from that day forward. From that very moment at the altar, God began to call me into ministry. I didn't know it. Took a couple of years for me to figure it out. Took a couple of years for me to say, okay, Lord, I'll do it. But from that moment, God changed my life. His authority makes a difference. How do you get his power? I've been asked that before. He died at Calvary. His authority came when they crucified him on the cross between two thieves. He died, and even in death, there was still work to do. The Bible said he went into the lower parts of the earth to set the captives free. Envision with your mind. Now, I, my wife said I, my imagination gets carried away with it sometimes. It does. But I like to, when I'm, when I'm studying, look here. He walked into the pit of hell. The darkness, the evil, the, the, the filth, get to walk in. And all of a sudden, one of these imps of hell said, uh, devil, we may be in trouble. Yeah. How come? Because I see a light. Not going to be the light of hell. There's a light coming. And it's getting brighter and brighter <laughs> and brighter and brighter. He came to get the keys to death. Hell in the grave. I would have liked to have seen it. I'd like to have been there. When he walked up to the devil and he said, give them to me. You didn't have them any longer. You took them away. But now they're mine. And you give them to me. That ought to excite you. Let me tell you something this morning. He has power over the devil. And one of these days that nasty old devil is going to have to bow his knees and cry out. And say, you are God. Oh! 
said he will chain you up if you stand still and let him. I'm not going to let him. Okay? When, the, when you hear the, the rattling, I preached a message one time at Jones. And I don't remember what the title was. Chalk shaking that chain. I bought a big old long chain from somebody. And I had it laying up under the pulpit. And when I got ready to preach, I drug out this four by foot piece of long chain. And I said, you know, the, the scripture about the angels coming down and chaining it up to the devil. And I began to shake that chain. Well, shake that chain. Chain that devil up. You take some. It doesn't make any difference. One time. You can break the bondage that he has put on you because he has authority over the things that bind you. Paul says, stand fast, therefore, delivery, wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, but be free. Be free. You don't, you don't have to be held in bondage by the devil. Why? Because Jesus took authority over the, over the devil when he went into the pits of hell and got the, got the keys out. You, he's got authority over The story is told in Mark 5 of the man in the city of Gadara, possessed with many demons, red naked through the cemetery, screaming, crying, cutting himself in torment. He was captured uh, several times. They tried to bind him, tried to tie his feet up, tried to tie his hands up, tried to keep him from, from running around acting, <coughs> acting crazy. But he kept breaking through the chains and breaking through those things that they couldn't control. Verse 6 says that he saw Jesus. When he saw Jesus, get out of that boat. He ran to him. Now, this is a demonic possessed with devils, but scripture bears it out. He ran to Jesus and began to worship. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I get to thinking sometimes when I'm preaching that if the demons can worship him, why can't we? Yeah. Well, we're, we're being sheep. And I tell you what, when our, when our praise team gets up there, we're going, that's time. That's worship time. Yeah. Let me tell you, time to lift your hands. And praise the Lord. When that man's preaching the word, the power of God, all these anointings, it's time to worship. Get your hands up. It don't hurt you to say, Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm telling you, worship is contagious. That little thing they do up there about the handshakes, the high fives, the hugging. I look around, I walk around shaking hands. It gets contagious. Boy, you know, shaking hands off. So let me tell you. You begin to worship, so I'm upset beside you. Say, hmm, that must be good stuff. I'm going to try it. <laughs> try it, man. you like it. It's good stuff when you begin to worship the Lord and the chains begin to fall off. The things that are binding you. Verse 8 says, Jesus commanded the unclean spirit to come out. And verse number 15 said, They came to Jesus to see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion. In him, and he was sitting and clothed, and in his right mind, because of the authority that Jesus took. Too many people walking around today, mocking. Too many people walking around today that are captured by the enemy. He doesn't want you to have that. He doesn't want that. That would be your life. I'm not going to rush along. He wants to touch you in your body. He's in Virgil when he came in. I think Virgil took a boat and sit down for two or three weeks. And we prayed so hard for you guys. Wanted to be well. We don't, we don't always know how it works. We don't. I was 40, 40 plus years of ministry. 
healed. We are healed. There are stories of Jesus touching different ones, healing them. Man with a withered hand, mud in the blind man's eyes, tongue of the mute was made to speak. All of them were healed. There are stories of people touching him. The lady with the issue of blood touched him and she was healed. His disciples were changed and healed so many times. But I like the story in Matthew chapter 8 of the centurion that came to Jesus and told him that his uh, his servant was sick and he needed to be touched. Jesus said, I will come and touch him. Listen, I want you to listen. You don't have a scripture mark in your Bible. Matthew 8 and 8 says, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you that you should even come under my roof. You can't go come by. Not worthy. But just speak the word. Here we go again. Matthew chapter 8, verse number 8. Just speak the word. How do you do that, preacher? I can't do it. You can. My authority doesn't matter anything, but his does. And when you do it, when you stand, somebody in the hospital with cancer, somebody in the hospital with heart disease, somebody else, in the name of Jesus, claim authority. You see, I had it happen to me. I said earlier, three times, doctor, doc, doc, somebody off the street, not Joe Below off the street, that I was going to, I had doctors say I was going to die three different times in my life. But people pray. Somebody said, in the name of Jesus, Tommy Alger is going to be healed. He's going to be able to, the priest is going to be able to go on and share his ministry through his authority. The Bible says that lives are changed, people are healed. How does that happen? Through our faith. We extend our faith to those that are hurt, those that are in need, those that are crying out, those that are sick. We extend our faith. Folks, this whole thing works off of faith. Matthew chapter 8, verse 13. Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way. And as thou, listen, as thou hast believed, so it be done with thee in the servant. And the servant was healed the self-same hour. So it's through faith that these things happen. We talk about it. We've talked about the 40 over sin, sickness, danger, power of the devil. We can quickly, some others, we have life-giving authority. John chapter 17, verse 2, for thou hast given him power over all flesh, all that should live eternal life, as many as are given unto him. Authority over his own life. Jesus said, no man takes it from me. No man. I lay it down myself before the old death. John chapter 11. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus come forth. Death could not stay in the ground when he spoke the word come forth. I think there are times in all of our lives we don't fully understand the power and the authority that Jesus possesses. We don't understand the power and the authority that we can have in him. Matthew 28 and 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, Listen, all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. All power, all authority, all the things of this world are mine. That's what Jesus said. Why his child that extends to me? Because I know him that extends to me. I want you to know this morning. That you would think you say, Listen, I'm not a very vocal person. Neither is this one. Yeah. You don't get me like that. 
See? 